Yes, it is Chasing the Hug, the Halloween edition of Yes, I'm your host with the most that also could be a ghost, Steve Sackisitz, and I'm here with my friend who might be the Headless Horseman. I'm not really, I'm, I'm not headless at all. But Steve, man, that was fantastic. That was exciting to hear how you normally talk. You've got your radio voice, and then we had your actual voice. You, had, you had, yes, you did. That was yes. really great. Oh, yeah. Sound like Paul Bearer for our fans out there. You know, it's Halloween. This is our boonus episode. The boonus. And we're getting scary up in here. And it ain't going to be booty. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, you know who hates Halloween? Producer Fleener. Producer Jason hates Halloween and most holidays. He does. He is not happy about anything. No, no. Um, I mean, at Easter, he actually steps on bunnies. I, which I is believe that. Really sad. And I'm not talking about the, the real bunnies, the chocolate ones, because he likes little kids to cry as they're about to have this chocolate treat they can't have anymore. What else? What else does he He's hate? the kind of guy that hopes Santa gets stuck in the chimney so nobody else can get presents. Yes, no one. Only. Producer Jason. You know, he had a great mask on the other day and I asked him to take it off and he said, this is my face. <laughs> That's literally how he said it. This is my face. So he's catching a falling though and we're getting a lot of heat for uh, air quotes picking on him. So maybe we'll stop. And it's also been noted that the number one costume at Party City this weekend is producer Jason. Oh, ho, ho, like that one. He's got an Amazon deal. <laughs> you know why ghosts go on diets? Why? To keep their ghoulish figures. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. It's Halloween. Uh, you got any specific tales from Halloween that you remember as a kid? I, I remember trick-or-treating, and I love it. What was your first costume? That's <laughs> not what the question was supposed to be, but okay. Uh, first costume was probably Ghostbuster. Probably, we can tell, yeah, it was probably Ghostbuster. I mean, I love dressing as Ghostbusters. Probably Ray Stans, but in Steve Sachs' version. Winston. Uh, Winston. I was, I would love, I love Winston. Winston is the most underrated Ghostbuster there is. In fact, I think that he actually needs to have his own standalone movie. That's a different conversation yeah, we will have. Guess. But Ray Stans, I would say, is a Ghostbuster. I did that. I was Spider Man. I was Spider Man. Tell me about trick or treating. Well, the one thing I'm, I always remember going back, growing up in New Jersey. Uh, we grew up in a pretty affluent area there, and there was some um, in New Jersey. Um, we're not about 30 minutes away from Manhattan, so not too far away from people who have to go into the city. And so a lot of that means that the people who are actually involved with either music or movies kind of live near us. There were some people. You had John Bon Jovi lived near us. You had Clarissa Flockhart. Yeah. You had uh, Maury Povich and Connie Chung live uh-huh. near where we live. Um, but the one that was uh, most people know, and especially if you are from New Jersey, this is someone that's like part of your lifeblood, is the boss, Bruce Spring- Springsteen. Okay. And so uh, when I was a kid growing up, right around the high school time, when we kind of go choose where we want to go trick-or-treating uh, we would go to Rumpson where Bruce Springsteen lives mm-hmm. and we would go outside his gated mansion and wow. they would come out and they'd give candy and they would give out like the king size bars like wow. we're talking like the bonus baby bars and I would always remember about that I always thought it was, a, it was great the boss came and gave uh, candy out to the kids and um, still does it probably to this day yeah it probably does you know what's interesting about uh, Bruce Springsteen is that he was born in the USA <laughs> I remember, you know, we didn't grow up in a so affluent area, and I remember not getting the best candy, you know, getting those really bad, like, cheap candies, not even the Spree. I think it was just Spra, you know, <laughs> and uh, there weren't Smarties. There were dummies. Like, we got all kinds of, like, just you know, cheap stuff, but it was just such an exciting time to pretend to be your favorite hero or monster or character and, and move around. When's the last time that you stopped trick-or-treating? 
Uh, probably college. I went in high school the whole time. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I kept going. Nerd. Yeah, I kept going. I love. Dre- I still love dressing up. You yeah. know that about me. I'd love to dress up for Halloween down the hallway, but it's uh, somehow we got kicked out of that office, and it happens on a day oh, which we have two recruits. Oh. But uh, as we're doing this Halloween episode, you don't know that yet. <laughs> you don't know that yet. <laughs> uh, the last time was uh, fifth grade for me. I, I dressed. Fifth grade? Are you serious? I Look dressed- at. I am a nerd. Yeah, I dressed as a ninja, and I used to hide in leaf piles, and I would jump out with my katana sword and scare other kids. Uh, uh, but I wasn't snatching bags like you in the mean streets of Middletown, New Jersey. Uh, I do have a quick story, though. My twin brother wanted to go in sixth grade, and I wouldn't go with him because I wanted to talk to a girl on the phone. And so I seriously, wanted, yeah, that's a true story. And so I wanted to stay and like talk to her on the phone and seem like more chill than what I was because I am a big geek. So he and uh, my good friend Mike, they just wore all black sweat sweat outfits with ski masks and they went and knocked on doors and said trick or treat and an old lady gave him her wallet so that's a true story check with nate and mike about that that is uh, what's the worst stuff to get for halloween what's the worst yeah i got bad candy but what what do you not want to see in that bag uh what is that one uh, dots is it dots dots aren't as horrible yeah i'm not okay. a fan of that i don't like milk duds either yeah i hate candy corn I see. I like candy corn. See, I get nauseous thinking of it. No, I like it. I think I OD'd on it as a kid. But what about those those evil folks like producer Jason that give out toothbrushes? You know, that's not as bad. The ones who give you like pennies or they try to be like, "I'm going to give you fruit." Like, yeah, don't get, don't buy anything. Then turn your light off. Don't let me in. Hey, kid, here's an apple. Yeah, like let's not be that person. Like, I understand if you're you know a dentist, but I'm anti denti in this whole thing. So, but you know, also too, I feel for these kids now. They go trick or treat. You know why, Nick? Why is that? Because they have to go on a set schedule of when they can go trick-or-treating. It's between this time and this time. Yeah. When I grew up as a kid, yep. you just had, until it was like dark when and your parents called you in, yep. you could keep going on that School's part School's over. It. You get yeah. enough time to get your costume off. If you had a Halloween party at school, you're already in the costume. You just hit the ground running after you got off the bus. And, and trick-or-treating happened on the day of which Halloween was. I don't yeah. care if it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now it's like, we're going to move it to a weekend, no matter if it's not really the holidays. Same thing, too, with Halloween down the hallway. We've got the opportunity to have it on a Tuesday, which Halloween is, but you just that you want to have on a Thursday. I mean, it's just scheduling. Scheduling. You know what? You're almost a big hater as producer Jason. <laughs> Let me ask you this something, Nick. I, I do enjoy our time together. I do. And with that being said, you and I have gone to many a pellicula to see movies. And when we've gone there, there's been treats we've put into our bellies. And I ask you for Halloween, what are the fo- top five candies that your mouth has enjoyed? <laughs> My mouth has enjoyed many a candy. Um, I, 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 top five. <laughs> Reese's go from five to one. Five to one. This is- All right. Reese's. Any type of Reese's, whether it's the peanut butter cups that Will Arnett promotes, uh, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Whether it's one of those. Awful Was that an awful Will yeah. Arnett? I, I'm sorry about that, fans. Uh, and I also like Snickers. That would be number four, uh, which is a solid get for me. Um, Twix. Which is three, right? And then my all-time, well, I skipped one, but Mr. Goodbar. I love Mr. Goodbar. I like uh, peanuts and chocolate. Why are you looking at me like that? No, this is yours. Go ahead. This is yours. Go ahead. And also uh, Kit Kat. Kit Kat obviously is my number one favorite. Why is your middle finger is the one that's left up when you're counting? So go back. Let's go through that again. You had Kit Kat was one. We did. Yeah, Mr. Goodbar was two. Twix, Snickers. Reese's peanut okay. butter cups. Somehow or... I was off my count there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, uh, like... The only one I disagree with you is I think Twix is the most overrated candy. Wow. Because 
I mean, like, if you put it in the freezer, it's really hard to chew. The the cookie kind of idea of what's going there, it's not very good. The caramel part's pretty good, but it's also just like, uh, I'm just not a big fan of Twix. My wife loves it. I just, I think there's a better candy option. I'm going to tell you five of mine for you, Nick. Go for it. Okay. Number five, we mentioned this last week or two weeks ago, whenever the hell we filmed this podcast last <laughs> time, was Good and Plenty. You know why I like them? Because it's my high school nickname. Mm, exactly. In the same lines. There's it's a lot of them, which is plenty, and they're good. Okay. Mm. Number four would be the peanut butter M&Ms. My my, oh. my my dude, Adam Hutchinson, knows exactly what I'm talking Those about. Those are fire. Because you have the option. You can go out there and you get the Reese's Pieces, which are very good themselves. Yeah. But when you talk about the chocolate to peanut butter ratio on that, it's not the same as what you get there in a peanut butter M&Ms. Now, I'm not getting confused here with peanut M&Ms. Those are straight trash i'm oh. talking about peanut butter m&ms well they didn't make your top five so you can't even defend them and you're not going to defend them because this show's got to make ourselves in 20 minutes and then <laughs> number three would be the cookies and cream hershey's bar really oh, delicious man, i'm not a big fan of hershey chocolate bars themselves right. but when you put the mint uh, the mint the cookies and cream part of it uh it is delicious and you can also take that you put that in the microwave put a little bit on a little graham cracker Delicious. There That's a go. good call. Uh, number two would be the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, good. I had a craving of them. You can't stop. You get the two pack. You're like, why is there not three? You know, you get the one pack on Halloween. You're like, why is there not two? Yep. You get the shareable bag. You never share. Nope. Uh, so I'd say that Reese's peanut butter cup is number two. Number one, my favorite, uh, crispity crunchy. Don't lay a finger on it. My Butterfinger. That's I think Butterfinger's going back to Bart Simpson uh, was the one who had really put it out there. Uh, it's a great candy. It's something that you cannot see a dentist for about three weeks weeks prior to getting all that stuff out of your teeth there. But I would say Butterfinger is just something really good. And the thing I like about Butterfinger as well, too, that reminds me when I used to go to the movies. I would have those like you know, the, the fun size one where they're already unwrapped. I don't have to do the work of yep. unwrapping them. And I would go there and I just, I'd chew. I'd be done before the previews are done eating those things. They're so good. I love the, the anecdote about the dentist because that is so true. WCW. What's one of their famous events around this time of year? Well, it would be Halloween Havoc, Nick. Sound like the Crypt Keeper. A little ditty for Halloween. Now that's a, that Havoc. is a good one. <laughs> Will Arnett, go to the side. Crypt Keeper, come step right up. I've got a few more that are hiding in there somewhere. I just got to get over my shyness. Halloween Havoc was so much fun for me. Now, I'm going to say in high school and college, and you will say probably when you were in elementary school and middle school are the eras that I watched. Can we just talk about that real quick for our fans? So you graduated college in, in what year? 2001. 2001. So 2001, I was... 2001? 2001. I was a junior in high school at that point. But we I think more importantly, you were going to be a freshman in college in 1997. Yes. And I was in eighth grade, no, seventh grade. <laughs> So I think that's where it really puts in perspective. Now you think we're best friends, but if you really think about it, back in the day, I could have gotten him arrested. Yeah, producer Jason was five. five he was also in another country. What country were you in at that point? Ger oh, that's why we have. That's why we have the German they, listeners. They, knew, they want to hear Jason from you. Was in German. Yeah, at some get, point. Yeah, we'll see. The Halloween episode is not like, that point. <laughs> not that point. It's a bonus, yeah. and we don't want people to boo us, so we don't put producer Jason on. But Halloween havoc. Pro wrestling, I thought it was so neat how they bring out the decorations. They got the tombstones, the masks, the monsters, uh, people doing crazy stuff. Can you remember some memorable and exciting Halloween Havoc matches? Because for me, uh, there's uh, several that stand out. 
And I love the DDP versus Goldberg in 1998. If you remember that, he came out, bang, and he comes out to uh, this almost smells like teen spirit uh, music, but he was hyping the crowd up. He was he was on a run himself uh, during that year. DDP was pretty. A side note on that, huge DDP fan, a fan that works at our department. Do you know who it is? Uh, who's that? Coach Stacy Goyette. Huge DDP is she fan. A DDP Text fan? me today after the first episode. She had got her back to her. Shout so Stacy Goyette, uh, bang, bang, self-high five. Fantastic. And he took on Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Goldberg was at the height of the streak, but DDP was hot. And there was just enough back and forth in that match that you were thinking that uh, DDP might break the streak. And he he obviously didn't, but it's exciting to see him almost hit the diamond cutter a couple of times on uh, Big Big Bill Goldberg. But the match that I really found to be iconic, because I'm like wrestling nerd, comic book nerd, was uh, Rey Mysterio, one of his early Lucha matches, uh, where it really got him over the hump when he took on Eddie Guerrero. I want to say it was 96, maybe? 97? Where he took on Eddie Guerrero, Ray came out dressed like the Phantom, uh, one of the original comic book characters, the Ghost Who Walks, and it was a lucha mask match or for the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. And it's just so many great spots in that match, and it highlights how great Ray Mysterio was going to be and how phenomenal Eddie Guerrero already was before he was getting passed over for some other stuff. And the two together was simply magic that even WWE, when they had both contracts later, had to put them together again. But that that match was just fantastic with uh, Ray doing uh, all the flips and dives and that tremendous reverse springboard DDT. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, pull it up on YouTube because it's an exciting match to watch and Ray's outfit is dope. Yeah, I'd like to go the opposite way of you. I'd like to go with something that makes it memorable for Halloween Havoc from WCW 1995 in Detroit, Michigan, but for the wrong reasons there. So if you have a chance after you're done watching that great Mysterio and Guerrero match, I'd like you to go on there and I'd like you to look, watch the match. Uh, the sumo... Uh, monster truck match between Hollywood Hogan, who doesn't have a mustache at this time because he's filming Thunder in Paradise. I believe it's Thunder in Paradise at that time. He's also doing the nanny movie. It could have been Suburban Commando as well. He's filming a movie, so he's no mustache at this point. He's also, then he's he's doing this sumo monster truck match with the Giant, who's later known to be Paul White, and I mean, just a physical man. I mean, if you look at Chance, honestly, see how much bigger he is than Hogan, and Hogan's a big dude. He's 6'6", and especially at that time, he might have been all 6'7". And um, they just have this corny match and, and there there's other drivers in there it makes it look like they're driving they're shaking themselves <laughs> making these grunts <laughs> it's like south park episode and uh and then they they get out of the trucks they're about to fight they're fighting over the roof and they think they're gonna throw hogan off the roof and next thing though the giant falls backwards and somehow doesn't die doesn't falling off die. this giant building and be able to come back into the ring at some point later but I, I remember that for all the wrong reasons i will say that halloween havoc is back um nxt is right now the wwe brand they're kind of developmental brand i hate to use the word developmental because yeah. it's a very good brand itself uh, but that's kind of what they've they've relegated it to they kind of have brought it back here they had a pay-per-view uh, about two weeks ago for halloween havoc so i'm glad it's back it's something that around the holidays it should be something that they have each year yeah the giant falling backwards oh, oh, oh. oh it's great happy halloween do try not to die <laughs> let me ask you something let me ask you something here nick <laughs> well you know brother when you think of specific movies to the holiday of halloween you don't think of santa claus no nope. no but you could think of black christmas you could you could but it doesn't take place on halloween it doesn't. Nick. so i'm gonna ask you nick when you think of halloween specific movies i'm gonna say movies that involve halloween are spooky or movies that happen on or around the date of halloween or all hallows 
Eve. Oh, Hallow's Eve. What would be some movies that kind of stick out for you? Well, we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts, like favorite scary movies and family tradition. Yep. Uh, and I have certain movies that I try to get through throughout the, the week in the season of Halloween uh, with my family. And I, you know, we always watch Monster Squad. We always try to to uh, do the adventures of Ichabod Crane. But when we're talking about specifically on Halloween, I almost, I hate to use the term religiously because that sounds bad, try to watch Halloween and Halloween 2 on Halloween. Uh, the original of, John Carpenter. The original John Carpenter, because I'm such a huge fan of uh, both those films. I mentioned that before. Um, but <laughs> another new one. Steve's a dog up in here. I disagree. We wow. got uh, showrunner Karma coming down here to tell us what's going on. <laughs> hey, Karma. Uh, but uh, another thing that's really crept into my repertoire on Halloween is the last few years is Hubie Halloween. If you've seen Hubie Halloween with uh, Adam Sandler. I have. Oh, I, I, it's just hilarious. My kids get such a kick out of it. I enjoy it uh, with the utility belt. And you get good old Honestly, that on my list, I went specifically for movies that happen on Halloween in the movie. That was one of them on there. And I, as a father now, um, as you've seen recently, I don't really, I watch a lot of things. I probably shouldn't watch in front of my kids, but there's some things out there that I think are good. And Hubie Halloween is really one of those movies. You know, Adam Sandler gets a lot of slack for, the Netflix contracts he signed with some of the duds he has put out and he's put out some of those duds with uh, the movies that are on Netflix there but that is one that I think was underrated I don't think they did a lot of promotion for but I think Hubie Halloween is really good and also another movie that I like um, as I'm watching it now I've been trying to get my daughter involved in watching it and I'm like ah, you know what I for a four-year-old, this might still be scary, but Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A good, Ernest P. Worrell is just is classic. He's, um, you know, before there was, like, a, in my opinion, before there was a Medea, yeah. there was an Ernest who did a whole bunch of different characters on that part of it and um, did a whole bunch of different movies. Didn't have a very long life. Um, yeah. Jim Varney yeah. is the, the character actor's name. And... Um, Passed away early before he should have, but you know he had Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to jail. My favorite though, Ernest scared stupid with the meak, um, <laughs> get him the, meak, the troll that would come out there and and it, now watching it as a thirty nine year old man, you watch that and you're like, okay, this is um little cheesy, little corny, oh, but I could see how a four year old could get scared by it's this. It's great. I love Ernest. You know what I mean, Burn. <laughs> Tonight's show has been a lot of fun for our bonus episode. We want to thank you for our sponsor, uh, EmptyPools.com. Looking for a fast way to have a blackout good time? Dive headfirst into an empty swimming pool. Head over to EmptyPools.com for their Halloween specials, complete with smashed pumpkins and free CTE. EmptyPools.com for all your diving needs. Join us next time when we discuss Steve's incomparable love for the 2016 Ghostbusters Answer the Call film and his displeasure that Laura Lenny was not cast in the remake. <laughs>